Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Joy Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Curry, and today we are going to discuss some serious topics. I have been watching over the years, as many people I know, are self-sabotaging. They go back to same patterns of behavior, or they go back to that person that hurt them repeatedly, thinking that they're going to have a different outcome. And just, it's so heartbreaking to watch people stumble and fall. I'm going to expose some lies that we believe and the traps that we get ourselves into that cause us to be self-sabotaging. So, pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get started. Maybe you know someone or you yourself have experienced self-sabotage. You have watched as someone, as I did with my ex-husband, get clean from drugs and be sober for a while only to go back to that same thing. Or someone who has escaped an abusive relationship just to find themselves in another one all over again. I want to expose what I believe is the root cause of self-sabotage, and that is the root of rejection. Now, we are not meant for rejection. Rejection was never God's intention for us. And the Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God came so that we might have life and have it abundantly. What is it that causes us not to have that abundant life? I believe that one of the most destructive things in our lives is not dealing with rejection properly. And when we don't, it gives Satan a foothold or a root in us. We are like a big growing tree. And if our root is bad, then our fruit is bad. And so we're going to discuss today how to figure out what is causing your self-sabotage and then how to overcome it. So I am so excited to share with you today these things. I know some of them are hard to hear and you might be saying, oh yeah, yep, that's me. Or you might not be able to relate with all of the things, but I'm hoping that this will help you and that you might be able to share this with someone that you know so that they can also experience freedom. So rejection can keep you from the good things of God. It can keep you trapped, feeling like God's forgiveness and his mercy are not for you, that the things that you've done in your past are unforgivable, and that you are not worthy of God's love and forgiveness. Next, rejection can keep you as a Christian from reaching your full potential and freedom and abundance in Christ. You may have accepted Christ's forgiveness, but part of you feels that you're still unworthy and you count yourself out from the blessings that God has for you. And next, rejection can also cause a negative impact on your relationships with others. It keeps you from having healthy, harmonious relationships with your family members, with a marriage partner or boyfriend or girlfriend, coworkers, friends. And lastly, it distorts our image of God and we don't see him as a loving heavenly father who loves us and wants the best for us. We see him as many of us have as a tyrant who is waiting for us to just mess up and club us over the head. <laughs> that is not his heart towards you. I know how much he loves me, 
how much he loves you. And the last thing he wants to do is to cause you harm. So let's begin to uncover these roots and uncover these lies so we can experience freedom and the love of God in a way that we've never experienced before. There are many root causes of rejection, and some of them can occur even before you're born. If you are a product of a rape or even relations out of wedlock, we don't really think about that these days because it's so common, but if you were a child that was born to a young mother or in a relationship where there was a lot of tension and you were unwanted, even from the time you were conceived, then that root of rejection can carry on into the rest of your life. Next, the manner of your birth. If your birth was very traumatic or your mother died in labor, then that can also be a cause of a root of rejection. Also, being a baby that was not bonded to its mother, maybe you were sick at birth and you were not allowed to bond with your mother. Perhaps you were born with some physical deformity and were rejected by one or both your parents because of this. It could be that your mother was suffering from postpartum depression and you didn't bond well with her. Or perhaps in some part of your life you were adopted and you missed out on having that deep bonding relationship with your mother. The Bible says that although my father and mother have forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. He promises never to leave us nor forsake us. And I know that these things I'm talking about today can be heavy and hard to hear, but I want you to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So hang on with me. We will get there, but just know that Christ loves you and that he died for you and he finds that you are worth loving. Let's go on here. I promise I won't be too much longer with this negative part of this talk, but I think it's important that we figure out what it is that has been holding us back before we can actually overcome it. There's other factors that can lead to a sense of rejection. It can be just tension in your family and rejection where you feel like a parent favors another child over you, or there's a handicapped child in the home that receives a lot of attention and the other siblings are made to take on more responsibilities and they miss out on that deep nurturing and care that the parent would normally be offering them, a lot of their focus then is on the handicapped child or the sick child. Also, things that can cause some rejection are relationships with peers and with teachers or coaches where you weren't as good or you weren't as favored as some of the other more gifted children or more skilled athletes. And so you have a sense of rejection from that. Bullying is a huge factor in the sense of rejection. If you are picked on or bullied or put down on a daily basis by classmates or even teachers or coaches, it can really cause you to have a deep-seated sense of rejection. Now, rejection in itself is not a sin. It's not your sin to feel rejected, but what we do with that sense of rejection 
we make bad choices and it leads us to cause more rejection and more pain in our lives because we don't handle that rejection properly. Children are especially vulnerable to the damage of rejection because they are still developing their identity and learning who they are. And so many of us have a rejection that begins in childhood and it carries over person's age and how close the person is to you that's rejecting you, if that's a parent or a sibling or authority figure, it can deeply wound you. And so figuring out the cause of that rejection is crucial to overcoming it. Some reactions that we have to rejection are either due to intentional rejection or perceived rejection. As we start feeling rejected, then we can project that on every relationship that we have around us. For example, if someone is not coming over in a crowded room to talk to you, you can feel that they're rejecting you and that they are trying to be exclusive when actually they may just be shy and not feel comfortable stepping out to meet you. But you personalize that and it becomes a root in you. It's not just an offense, then you, it has a stronghold on your life. And it's like wearing a pair of shades. Your vision is then tainted. It's affected by this perceived notion that you are rejected and that others will reject you. Like I said, the offense, the feeling of rejection is not the sin. What the sin is or what the issue is how we react. And so the fruits that we produce from these roots of rejection, these things that are deep seated in our being, that's bad fruit. Those are wrong reactions. And we're going to talk about some of those because the wounded or the rejection person develops ways of dealing with this. They design things or walls that they put around their heart and they typically make vows, which are called personal. Some examples of this are that no one will ever hurt me again. I won't ever expose myself to someone in that way or let them in to get to know me again. You make these personal vows that set yourself up to create a wall around yourself and keep you from the healthy, good things, good relationships, success and blessings that God has for you. So let's move on to the way that we respond to rejection. There are essentially three types of wrong reactions to rejection. The first one is aggressive reaction. The second one is passive reactions. And the third one is emotional walls. Firstly, we'll talk about aggressive reactions. This person is typically an extroverted personality type. They end up refusing comfort. They're super sensitive and touchy. They basically reject others. The thought process there is, I will attack you before you attack me. And if I don't give you a chance to reject me, then I'll reject you. It gives them a sense of these people are hard, harsh, skeptical, and unbelieving. They are the Karens of the world. They see the glass as half empty. They have 
aggressive attitudes of argumentativeness and stubbornness and defiance, and they are always ready for a fight. They have a chip on their shoulder, and they're not bashful about asking for the manager. The next type of wrong reaction is passive reactions. These people are typically introverts and people pleasers. They do whatever it is to keep the peace. They usually have a low self-image, inferiority, and insecurity. They feel inadequate. They cannot take any small suggestion or criticism. They take it personally, and they are so deeply wounded. They're very hard to have a relationship with. They have never dealt with the hurts of their past, and they are basically bruised emotions that are easily pained and pricked with even the slightest disagreement or careless word. This type of wrong reaction has a deep sense of fear of failure, fear of others' opinion, and other fears. They fear expressing their honest opinions and feelings. They feel if you truly knew them, that you would reject them. And so they hide behind a mask of happiness and compliance and they are always willing to lay aside their true feelings and their true desires to help you out to make you feel better. These people suffer and they are very depressed and hopeless and they are just fearful of rejection. So they try to avoid it at all costs by keeping the peace. The last type of wrong reaction is walls of protection. These folks are performance motivated, goal oriented, and perfectionists. They are trying to control their surroundings and their bank account and their status so intently so that they will not be rejected. They can come off as being egotistic haughty, arrogant, manipulative, and possessive to cover up their low self-worth. They look down on other people to make themselves feel better. They can be critical and judgmental. These people can also be really big bullies. Hurting people hurt others, and there's always a root cause to the way that we respond and treat others. My motivation with sharing all of this for, with you today is so that we can be free so if we expose these things and we are able to deal with them in healthy ways that we can move on, that we can not be caught in self-sabotage and that we can have a healthy relationship, not only with our Father God, but with others and find the love that we so greatly desire and deserve, not just with a significant other, but with our family and friends and coworkers and find abundance and health and healing in our lives. We all experience rejection. Even the Bible is full of people that God used that had to overcome rejection. People like Jesus, he had to overcome rejection. He had to find forgiveness to go on and be used by God. Noah, Elijah, Ruth, Gideon, David are just some of the many people in the Bible. Joseph was one that experienced huge amounts of rejection. Just because you're rejected or you've experienced rejection in your past doesn't mean that you are counted out for goodness. 
many times, I believe it's a test. It's a kind of a sign to me that the devil doesn't want you to be productive. He doesn't want you to be successful or have abundance. It's a stumbling block that many of us fall into that pit and we can't get out of it because we don't know how. And we just keep burying ourselves deeper and deeper. Any attempt we have of getting out of that pit, we self-sabotage and basically pour more dirt on top of ourselves. The good news is we don't have to stay there. The good news is that rejection doesn't mean a full on counting out of God's blessing. It's just a sign that we definitely need God. And the good news is today I'm going to share with you how to overcome that. You see, all these wrong responses are actually protection mechanisms. We're trying to protect our hearts that are hurting. Instead of forgiving and receiving God's healing, we try in our own way, our own fleshly way to cope with our situation. But as we block out others through these wrong responses, we also block out Jesus and his healing power. As we try to cover up our wounds and hide from them, we basically don't allow Jesus to reach into those wounds and heal them. That's why I said it might be uncomfortable today to expose some of these things and realize that this is what you're really doing. But it's so important that we do because when we expose the lies, when we expose the sin and the hurt, then Jesus can come in and help to heal that area. And basically, that's our key to freedom. But it takes being honest, which a lot of times is really difficult because we try so hard to pretend everything's good. We try so hard that we've got it all together and make people believe that we are perfect and that we don't have problems and that we have this facade of everything being right in our lives. So much of social media portrays that things are perfect and that we don't have any problems. We project our perfect life and our perfect self and our perfect family and kids and situation and in actuality, we are just in a way covering up and trying to show everybody that we've got it all together when we just really need Jesus. Rejection caused by those who are close to us, especially our family members and our parents or a significant other causes us pain. And rejection deals specifically with relationships. It affects our relationship with God. It affects our relationship with others and it affects our relationship to ourselves. I didn't touch much on this, but rejection can also cause people to turn inward and reject themselves. It can cause people to commit suicide. It can cause people to do self-injurious actions. It can cause people not to take good care of themselves, to overeat, to not take care of their body through exercise and maintaining the health that God has given them. What destroys us is not the rejection itself, but the wrong reaction to that rejection. So here's the good news. God has a plan for our healing and restoration. We can be caught by this. And I'm going to lead you through a couple steps here 
of things that we can do to begin restoration and healing. God wants us to be free. He wants us to be healed. And so the steps towards healing from the effects of rejection begin with forgiveness. Now, before you tune me out (laughs) and turn off this program, I want you to know that forgiveness is not making it okay. It's not making it okay what was done to you. And it doesn't mean to just forget it. It doesn't mean to just deny that it even happened. If that was all we needed to do, then a lot of us would just be fine. We like to deny that things happen and, like I said, pretend everything's okay. The pain still lingers from that past, and so it keeps you tied to the past. So instead of running from that past, instead of running from that hurt and trying to bury it with a sense of happiness, with a sense of control or things or substances, we need to stop and turn around and look at it. Now, I'm not saying to stay there. I'm saying that we need to be honest and look that rejection in the eye. We need to have an honest appraisal about it and call it by name, which is what it is, rejection. Like I said, this can be so painful to do because we are working so hard to avoid that pain. And it feels like that avoidance is actually protecting us from it. But in reality, it is so necessary for us to take responsibility for our behavior, which is our wrong reaction, and to uncover the root of how we got to where we are. The losses that we have experienced in the rejection are one source of pain. You cannot forgive completely until you grieve what you have lost. As long as you still feel the pain, there is still more to grieve and to release. So right now, if you can, grab a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, and I want us to be honest. Healing occurs, it's like peeling an onion. It's gonna make you tear up and as you peel one layer at a time, but the amount of peace you have is a good indicator of how much healing you have received. So write a list, write down what you have lost and then write out, I accept the fact that I have lost blank. Whether that is a childhood where I felt loved and accepted, a mother or a father that was loving and caring and nurturing for me. I have lost a spouse who rejected me. Write that out and then write, I accept the fact that blank is gone. This may take some time and you may have to revisit this list a few times before you feel like you have fully uncovered the pain of what you've experienced. I pray that as you do this, that God will comfort you and that you'll sense his loving arms around you. We're not just going to stop there. Next, we need to choose to forgive. We need to identify what has hurt us and then name it as rejection and know that Jesus identified with our rejection and our shame. 
and he forgave those who intentionally and unintentionally hurt him. On the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And Jesus is our ultimate example. He did not allow bitterness or hatred to destroy his relationship with his father. Even in his rejection, he called out to God. He said, my God, why have you forsaken me? Next, we need to forgive ourselves for sinning against ourselves because our wrong reactions basically inflicted more harm on ourselves instead of doing what we were trying to do, protect ourselves. Note that the evil done against us is often not our biggest problem, but it's our reaction to that evil or that rejection that we received that is. It includes wrong attitudes as well as actions. Forgiving others and God. If you have been rejected, there will be undoubtedly someone who has hurt you and you will need to forgive them. This can even include God, our perceived rejection from him. Failure to forgive is one of the most common barriers that we have to receiving God's blessings. Part of the Lord's prayer that we pray often and don't think twice about is the part that says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. I know this is so difficult, but unless we forgive those who have offended us, we are emotionally and spiritually bound to that offender. The grudge that we sustain hurts us and doesn't hurt the other person. And this bondage to them, this spiritual bondage, this emotional bondage in them can never be broken, no matter how much distance we put between them and us, except through forgiveness. We will need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us forgive. Those who hurt us may never ask for us to forgive them. We must initiate forgiveness. Forgiveness is not something we do for other people. It's something that we do for ourselves to get well. So now, how do you forgive? Forgiveness is a choice. It's not an emotion. I know from personal experience that I have been hurt deeply, especially by my ex-husband who rejected me and chose drugs. By my dad, who I felt rejected by, and my mom for different reasons throughout my life, rejected by siblings and coworkers and you name it. I've had to pray this prayer many times. And so I'm gonna share it with you today. And I also am gonna have a resource for you. It's called the Burn After Reading Journal and it's all about forgiveness. And it's gonna help you walk through these things and it's gonna be super life-changing for you. But even just now, you can pray this prayer with me Lord Jesus, I choose to forgive, fill in the blank, for the pain caused to me. I bring this offense to the power of the cross and declare it is forgiven. I accept that you have shed your blood, Lord Jesus, as full payment for the debt. They owe me nothing. Amen. You can stop this recording and pray that prayer as many times as you need for as many offenses as you have thought of. But we're going to go on here and 
The next part of healing is making a conscious decision to rid yourself of the bad fruit that rejection has produced. Verbally commit to a conscious decision to get rid of that bad fruit and all that it has produced in your life, such as bitterness, resentment, hatred, rebellion. Certain bitter roots that have come out of these things have to be broken. For example, we say things like, no one will tell me what to do, or I will never open myself up or trust anyone with my private things about myself again. These are some personal vows that we make as a result of our brokenness and our bitter roots. So we need to make a conscious decision that our rejection protection walls must come down. Turn our protection over to God. God is our protection. We are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. It says in Isaiah 26, we need to forget about ourselves and reach out and give to others without fear of rejection and encourage them. Next, we need to accept ourselves. Put an end to self-criticism and belittling ourselves. We have no right to criticize what God has made. The Bible says that we are his workmanship, that we are his masterpiece created in Christ to live our lives filled with good works that he has prepared for us to do. That's Ephesians 2.10. Remember that we didn't make ourselves, that God made us. And so he fashioned us and created us, especially to be us. Knowing who we are in Christ is key to overcoming the rejection lies. We need to meditate on how God thinks about us according to his word and resist those old lies and negative thinking. You can't evaluate yourself based on your life before Christ. We were never to base our identity on what we think or what others think of us. We make ourselves vulnerable to the damage of rejection when we do this. And we actually trust our identity to that person. We need to realize that our identity is in Christ, that we are loved and accepted, and we are his beloved child. And we don't need the approval of others to feel good about ourselves. I have a prayer of deliverance from the spirit of rejection. And man, it is powerful. I have asked my daughter Naomi to join me today to help with the praying of this prayer. I'm going to pray it and I'm going to have her repeat it after me. And I'm going to ask you to do the same thing. Hi, Naomi. Thanks for helping us. Hi. So we're going to begin and I'm going to start praying and then I'm going to have you repeat after me. So let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God and the only way to God the Father. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God and the only way to God the Father. You died on the cross for my sins and you rose again from the dead. You died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. I repent of all my sins and I forgive every other person as I would have God forgive me. I repent of all my sins, and I forgive every other person as I would have God forgive me. I forgive all those who have rejected me, hurt me, and failed to show me love. 
I forgive all those who have rejected me, hurt me, and failed to show me love. Lord, I trust you to also forgive me and them. Lord, I trust you to forgive me and them. I release all rejection from my past to you, Lord. I release all my rejection from my past to you, Lord. I come against the spirit that says I do not belong anywhere or that I do not fit in anywhere. I come against the spirit that says I do not belong anywhere or that I do not fit in anywhere. I come against the spirit of inferiority, self-pity, self-rejection, fear of rejection and abandonment, and perceived rejection. I come against the spirit of inferiority and self-pity, self-rejection, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, and perceived rejection. I invite the Lord to heal every wounded place in my heart. I invite the Lord to heal every wounded place in my heart. I choose to accept myself as God has accepted me. I choose to accept myself as God has accepted me. I am free from the spirit of rejection. I am free from the spirit of rejection. I am free from the pain of rejection. I am free from the pain of rejection. I break any bondage of condemning myself and judging myself and self-sabotage. I break the bondage of condemning myself, judging myself, and any self-sabotage. I release myself from destructive thoughts and behaviors. I release myself from destructive thoughts and behaviors. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. I proclaim my release from any and all dark and evil spirits. I proclaim my release from any dark and evil spirits. That have taken advantage of the past woundedness of my life. That have taken advantage of the past woundedness of my life. I release my spirit to rejoice in the Lord. I release my spirit to rejoice in the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, amen. I, I pray, amen. I don't know about you, but I certainly want to shout hallelujah. There is such freedom in Christ. We don't have to live a life of rejection and self-sabotage. He offers freedom from that. It takes some steps of obedience, of recognizing where we have gone wrong in our reaction to hurts, and being able to offer forgiveness and make the choice, even though it's difficult and it doesn't seem fair, God offers forgiveness to us and he requires that we forgive others. I hope that you have found freedom today. I hope that this podcast is bringing joy and exuberant life and abundance to you as you are able to overcome hurts of the past, hang-ups and things that would be a stumbling block and you can find freedom to live your most abundant, happy and unstoppable joy-filled life. Be blessed. Wow, what an amazing journey we've been on today discovering the root cause of self-sabotage and finding out ways to overcome. I know that this was so life-changing for me and for so many others. I know what we were talking about is hard and there are many layers of hurt that we need to overcome. And even after you've 
listened to this podcast and maybe prayed those prayers with me, maybe something else comes up and you need to pray these prayers again. Feel free to rewind this and listen to it again. And if I can help you in any way, reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Also, a resource that I have is the Burn After Reading Journal. This journal is a great resource and tool for you to uncover those roots of rejection, what their causes were, and then also to write out the offenses that you've had and pray those prayers of forgiveness and release. It is a free resource that I'm offering for a limited time and would love to share it with you. Sign up on unstoppable-joy.com or instant message me on Facebook and I would love to get this resource to you. Also, if you could like, comment, and share this podcast with others, I would so appreciate it. It is so difficult to get the word out there with so many people inundating us with information. And if you got something out of this or you know somebody that could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. I would so appreciate it. Thanks for joining in. Have you looked at your power bill lately? I had no idea, but consumer energy's prices have gone up 40% in the last three years. It's pretty scary when you think about it. Who knows what the ceiling is going to be in energy costs? And that's why I want to encourage you to reach out to Solar Grids Grown Rapids. This company is been around for over 13 years and they are providing homeowners and businesses with solar grids so that they can then supplement the amount of electricity that they use and in some cases actually sell it back to the electric company. Once you have your solar grids installed, you can lock in your electricity rates for the next 25 years. That's a huge savings if you think about it. And there are also incentives to have solar grids installed in your home. Up to 30% of tax rebates. Wow, those are some big numbers. So reach out to Solar Grids Grand Rapids today at solargridsgrandrapids.com and ask them for a free consultation. They'll be happy to go over your current electricity bill with you and see if Solar Grids is a good fit for you. Solar Grids Grand Rapids not only services the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, but all of Michigan and actually the entire U.S. So no matter where you live, give them a call.